The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Welcome to Alec Feldman, the podcast from Wizard Radio. We've taken his show, broadcast live on Saturdays between 3 and 5, then cut out the songs, news, and other bits that aren't very interesting, leaving you with about an hour-ish of sweet, juicy content. Mmm, mmm, mmm content. Just one more thing. Don't bother sending in any messages, we'll probably never see them. You may be charged, but your entry won't be counted. Because this isn't live, obviously. It's a podcast. It's already happened. In the past. To get involved, just listen live on Saturdays between 3 and 5 on Wizard Radio Station. I'd like to be able to say you won't regret it, but I can't. This is Alec Feldman on Wizard Radio. Thank you, James. Exactly three years and three days ago, this happened. All right, here we go then. Good afternoon. It's just after 3 o'clock. Welcome to a brand new show. I guarantee it will be like nothing you've ever heard before. I'm Alec Feldman. Let's do this. Hello, John Cena. How are you? Hi, Henry. Hello, mate. How are you doing? I'm, I'm very good. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you too. Giovanna and Tom Fletcher. Hello. Hello. Would you rather have leg-sized arms or arm-sized legs? Ooh. A lot of thinking going on. I know, it's hard because I have a very, very tiny, tiny brain. What's your favourite tube line? What? What's your favourite tube line? Favourite tube line? Yeah. Northern line? Nice. Ken Livingston, any final words? Hitler. Typical. Someone had actually pooed in the lift. I, I checked. Zach says, Alec, I have more hair, you know where, than you on your face, and I'm 15 years old. I mean, yeah, that is, that is a slight problem. And then I had a horrifying moment where I went, I kind of went, oh my God, I'm not wearing any underwear. What is the name of my first cousin once removed on my mother's side? Sharon. Lord, I don't know what I'll do. All I do is sit inside. Oh, Lord. Three, two, one. Ed Balls. Ed Balls. Ed Balls. Ed Balls. I, th- I feel like that went quite well. You know, it wasn't it wasn't awful. <laughs> It's Saturday. It's three o'clock. Now, live from Manchester, Alec Feldman. Troy Sivan and Rager Teenager. And before that, Stormzy and Superheroes, which incredibly samples the Tracy Beaker theme. I will play that forevermore because it's amazing. Hello, it's Alec Feldman here on Wizard Radio. Good afternoon. Today is the three years and three days 
anniversary since I started doing this show. So that's quite cool, isn't it? We've been hanging out on Saturday afternoons for three years, which feels like a long time. A lot has changed in my life in those three years. So that's cool. I'm not going to dwell on it because well, what's there to say? But that is very nice. So thank you very much for still being here if you were here on day one and if you've been here for one day. All welcome. Welcome aboard. Welcome into the, the little Saturday afternoon world that exists between 3 and 5 p.m. on Wizard Radio. My name is Alec. Thanks for thanks for joining in. Coming up today... Oh, and by the way, I should mention before I tell you what's coming up, actually, uh, some, some very loud workmen have shown up outside my basement. Last week, we had the fun game of what time will my tumble drawer arrive. Today, it's will you be able to hear the really noisy workmen who are just kind of chilling outside. Um, they have quietened down a bit, but earlier they were playing really loud music, including Craig David, which I wouldn't normally complain about, but it's not ideal when I'm trying to do a radio show from, from a bedroom in a basement, is it? Not really. But that's that's what's going on around me. Some builders and some scaffolding and some very loud Craig David. But that's all good. I can live with that, just about. Maybe I'll have to like hide underneath my duvet or something to muffle the sound of outside. I don't know. We'll make it work. Coming up on the show today... A new theory of personality. There's going to be a festival of Brexit. Not not on the show today, just in the future. I want to talk about it after four o'clock. A game called Play Your Complaints Right. Something has got a bit out of hand. I want to revisit YouTube around the year 2011-ish. And next, I've got some details of big royal drama. Who doesn't love a bit of royal drama? I'll tell you about some royal drama. In about five minutes' time, so don't move. Plus, 60 Second Guide is coming up. We'll have another game of Someone's Knocking at Your Door, radio's only door-based guessing game. And music is coming up from Salem Elise and Calvin Harris and 24K Golden the second after this week's edition of This Week I Learned. This Week I Learned. If you haven't heard this before, it's basically just three very deep and meaningful lessons that I have learned through living on this earth for another seven days. And I'm just passing them on to you like a, a kind and wise older brother. Um, because that's sort of how I, I see myself. Although, I don't know how much wisdom there is really. But anyway, first thing I've learnt this week is that vinegar can help get mould off a sofa. I think I talked about this on the show a few weeks back. How um, my sofa in my basement, in my slightly damp, slightly smelly basement, has started to go mouldy. Which is not very nice. And I was all for just kind of leaving it and making my landlord deal with it. But my housemates have since returned. They were away for a while and they were like, this is gross. We need to do something. And so one of them suggested a solution made up of vinegar and water. And you like wipe the sofa with that and that should get the mold off. And it did get the mold off. The mold is now at least superficially gone. You can't see it at least. Uh, but our living room now does smell really strongly like vinegar, which isn't that pleasant. It's like a chippy, except in a chippy at least you get the smell of the fish, which is nice. But no, this is this is just vinegar. It's a bit much. Got to open all the windows to get rid of it. But it does get rid of mould on a sofa. That's what we've learned. I've also learned this week that you can have FOMO for stationary shopping. It's September. Everybody goes back to school in September. People go back to uni in September as well. And this is the first year of my life since 2004 when I haven't been in education. I'm not at school, not sixth form, not at uni anymore. I'm just, just out of that world for the first time, like, ever. 
And I'm really having FOMO for the big trip to WH Smith to buy all the pens and the paper and the pencils and all that stuff, you know, getting a new rubber for the year, maybe some new highlighters, a Pritt stick, some, some tiny scissors. I just want to go stationary shopping, but well, I have no need to. I've got stationery and I'm not going to school or anything. But I just I have FOMO. I want to. I miss it. I just feel so weird that everyone's going back to school and uni and I'm just, I'm just not. I'm, I'm doing nothing. It's weird. I just want some pencils. Not a lot to ask. I've also learned this week that meeting people is actually really quite awkward now that you can't like shake the hands as the default gesture. Because I met some of my upstairs neighbours, because like I said, I live in a basement, there's, there's a whole house on top of me. And I was cycling back from somewhere the other day, and there was a guy in the driveway, and he was like, oh hi, do you live in the basement? And I was like, yeah, yeah, I do. And he was like, oh hi, I live upstairs, I'm Elliot. And I was like, oh hi, I'm Alec. And then we just sort of loitered there slightly awkwardly for a few moments, whilst he sort of, I feel like I could see his hand twitching, but he was like, oh wait, no, I can't shake your hand because there's a pandemic on and I was like well I'm not gonna shake your hand even if you extend it because there's a pandemic on and it was just a bit weird and awkward it was like okay where do we go from here we've introduced ourselves but we haven't shaken hands or done one of those like oh hey bro backpack things or anything like that nothing what do you do where do you go and I think in the end we made some some slightly rubbish small talk about what all the occupants in the house did but the handshake would have really punctuated it quite nicely but it just couldn't because social distancing very inconvenient so here's what we've learned this week. Vinegar can remove so- uh, mould from a sofa if you don't mind the smell. I've got massive FOMO for going stationary shopping at WH Smith, so enjoy it whilst you can. And now handshakes are cancelled, it's really awkward when you meet new people for the first time. You are so welcome. I'm just imparting wisdom free of charge. That's what I do. Coming up, I've got news on big royal drama. After this, from 24K Golden and Ian Dior, this is Mood on Wizard Radio. Wizard Radio, 24k Golden and Mood. It's Alec Feldman here. Good afternoon. Hope you're good. Cameron Harris coming up and Gracie as well. I promised you news of royal drama. And here it is. It's not royal drama in the UK. It's not like Big Harry and Meghan stuff or William and Kate or Philip and Charles and Liz. None, none of them. Or Prince Andrew. No. It's Belgian royals the belgian royal family um i didn't know they had one but they do they're kind of like ours they they sit in a castle they have a nice time they don't have any actual power i quite like it that way that's that's chill and they also have lots of drama much like our own royal family and basically the former king of belgium king albert the second he was a a bit of a, a player actually a bit of a lad and he had some some maybe extramarital relationships, let's say. And as a result, he now has a daughter who is not like officially his daughter. I mean, obviously, like biologically, she is his daughter. But you know, she is not a legitimate daughter, and so far as the like the Belgian royal family is concerned because she was the product of some, you know, some extra homework. And so, there's this daughter, she's called Delphine Boel, and she is 52 years old, so he was a player, let me think, 1968? Is that the the right maths? 19... I think it is, yeah, yeah. In 1968, King, King Albert had some happy fun times with someone he shouldn't have, 
and Delphine Boel was born. Rumours of her existence surfaced in 1999, so a bit later. And then she said in 2005 that she's like, yes, King Albert is my father. But then she sued him in 2013 because he abdicated. And that means you can actually get sued. And as a result of this hearing, he was forced to take a paternity test, Jeremy Kyle style. The paternity test came back and it turned out King Albert is her father. And so now that that has been established... That opens a massive can of worms, basically. And this feels like a proper old-school story of, you know, kings and queens and princes and princesses and people all com- sorry, competing to be in line for the throne. Because now that it has been biologically proven that Delphine Boel is the daughter of King Albert II, she's like, well, hang on a minute. That technically makes me a royal, right? And so now she's like, listen... I just want to be like all of my other half-siblings. I want to be a member of the the Belgian royal family. Um, Her lawyer said, this is the official line, Delphine's position isn't that she wants or doesn't want to be a princess. She just doesn't want to be a cut-priced child. She wants to have exactly the same privileges, titles and capacities as her brothers and her sister. Yeah, right. It's all about the equality. She doesn't really want to be a part of the royal family. She just wants to be treated equally. Yeah, 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 sure, sure. Now, back in the day... I think this kind of drama would be solved, probably with a lot of bloodshed. Um, There might be some sword fights or some other kind of fight. Someone would win, someone would lose, somebody might get hung. It would all be quite bitter and violent and unpleasant. But now, in 2020, Delphine Boel, in trying to stake her claim in line to the Belgian throne, is just, just suing them again. It's so boring. Why, why are you suing them? Where's the bloodshed? Where are the horses? Where are all the big battles and fights to the death for your rightful place in the royal family? Just, just suing them. Get some lawyers and some paperwork. It's not nearly as interesting as it would have been back in the day. These royal blood feuds have really, really got worse over the years. They're not what they used to be. But that is the big royal drama emerging from Belgium this weekend. So I'll keep you up to date if there is any, I don't know, a jousting competition to see if she can be a part of the royal family or not. But I'm not holding out too much hope. Coming up next, I would like to revisit a long dead corner of YouTube, okay? I'll tell you more in a second after I play this from Salem Elise. It is Mad at Disney on Wizard Radio. Wizard Radio, that was Salem Elise and Mad at Disney. I'm Alec Feldman, how's it going? You know when you end up in weird corners of the internet? It happens quite a lot, especially on YouTube. It is so easy on YouTube to just end up somewhere completely different to where you started. And this happened to me on Thursday. I don't know why this happened, but I've got I've got a lot of free time now. Given that I don't go to school or uni or anything like that. And so something reminded me, I don't know what it was, of an old YouTube video that was on a long time ago. It was like viral ages ago when I was in like year seven. And it was quite basic. It was about, I don't know, three and a half minutes of a a pixelated like eight bit cat, except the cat was made of a pop tart and it just said nyun. And that was it, it sounded like this.
and so this is all it was. It was just the cat bouncing up and down, going through space. Oh, there was a rainbow coming out of its butt as well. It was made of a Pop-Tart, it was pooping a rainbow, and it just said yum, and that was it. And that was what passed for entertainment on the internet in 2011. This was huge, like, tell you what. Let's go on right now to YouTube and find this video, and I'll tell you how many views it has. It was published nine years ago, and it has 181,688,929 views. What? It's just, it's, it's rubbish. Why did anyone ever find this funny? I think it was during a period of the internet I'd like to call the OMG, ASD, FGH, JKL, XR, LOL, that's so random phase. Because that's kind of what it was. Like, internet humour at that time was like, oh, I'm so random, badgers, haha. <laughs> it was quite cringy and not that good. But it was, it was a time. It was a time. And from Nyuncat, I went on to... Do you remember the Asdaf movie? It was this, like, little... I don't know, it was like a sketch show, but animated. It was like black and white line drawings. Tiny little weird sketches that didn't quite go where you expected them to. Like, there was there was this one about a bagel. I can't wait to eat this bagel. Yes, you can. Yeah, I guess you're right. I mean, yeah, it's, it's it, you're not expecting it, but it's not like, oh my god, hilarious. That's so funny. And then there was this quite famous one, which even I still occasionally quote in passing to this day without even realizing is this i like singing i like dancing i like trains and in 2011 we thought this was hilarious like side splitting weeing yourself laughing in the school library in the corner watching youtube when you're not supposed to be hilarious funny we were like <laughs> oh man when the guy's like when he says i like trains and it gets hit by the train oh man and it's really not that funny. It's you know it's all right, but it's not it's not comedy genius. I like to think my comedic tastes have developed and advanced somewhat since the year 2011. But back in the day, they they were huge. That is what passed for wow. How did they do it? They are so clever. Humor on the internet. And I was just thinking about how weird it was that this is what we used to find hilarious, and now that I'm a bit old, I'm just like no, it's rubbish. Why did we think this was so funny? And there must be loads of stuff like this. It's, it's very of a time. But then when you look back on it, you're like, wow, that, that really wasn't that funny, was it? Why did we find it so funny? It really wasn't. For me, it's, it's these videos. These like, OMG, XR, LOL, RAW, they're so funny, XD. That kind of era of YouTube that's just not good. What what have you got? What did you used to find so, so funny? Like, hysterically funny when you were a bit younger. And now you're a couple of years older, and you're just like, what was I thinking? That's rubbish. If you've got something like that, like for me it is Nyun Cat and the Asduff movie, then just send me a text if you can, if you've got the chance. 07807 183 538. You can text me and I'll see it. Or you can send me an email to station at wizardradio.co.uk. That's the email address. Slide in on socials as well, into the DMs on there, uh, at Wiz Radio, Twitter, Instagram, you name it, we're on it. So send me a message if you've got something that you used to find like hysterically funny. It doesn't have to be on like YouTube or the internet. Could be anywhere, a TV show, a, just a thing that you might have said, a catchphrase, I don't know. Something you used to find hysterically funny, and now you're a bit older, you're just like, it's just not funny. What was I thinking? If you've got something like that, Get in touch with me. 
I will read a few of these in a few minutes' time after I play Gracie and right now this new one from Calvin Harris in the weekend. Live from a slightly funny smelling basement in Manchester. This is Alec Feldman on Wizard Radio. Gracie and Alexander 23. That's like that on Wizard Radio. Calvin Harris in the weekend before it. It's Alec Feldman. Afternoon. Thank you very much for listening. Coming up, new topic in A7S song. It's not, not the other one. It's a new one featuring Lil Baby. And Ronnie Watts plays before we do Someone's Knocking at Your Door at 5 to 4. Let's get back to a weird time, a weird time in, in the internet. The year 2011, thereabouts, roughly, approximately. I ended up down a YouTube rabbit hole the other day and watched YouTube hits from 2011, including Nyan Cat, the, the Pop-Tart Cat that pooped a rainbow, the Asdaf movie, and... Actually, then that was it. Just, just those two, but... But I was like, wow, this is this is actually not funny. But at the time, it seemed hilarious. It was like, oh, wow, that's so random. But but in 2020, I'm just like, no, this is rubbish. The internet has definitely changed in the last nine years from being one of those, like, <laughs> lol, random, to just being like, oh, my God, the world's doomed. We're all going to die kind of places, which, you know, I don't know which I'd like less, to be honest, but here we are. And I was just asking, what stuff did you used to find hysterically funny? Even though now, in hindsight, in reflection, it's just not. And uh, Dean sent a message. I had a moment like this at the start of lockdown. Right at the beginning, I decided to watch a film that used to be my favourite film of all time. Ice Age. I used to find Ice Age the funniest thing ever. The squirrel and the acorn and just all of it. I could cry of laughter from it. When I watched it in March... Absolutely nothing. Didn't find any of it funny at all. I was actually quite disappointed. Maybe you aren't just just aren't meant to watch films that were your favourite when you were like five or six years old. It hasn't aged very well. Now I feel like a lost person. Oh, Dean. I must feel sad for you, Dean, because I feel like you've you've lost something there. You had you know your favourite movie, Ice Age, and now it's just it's just not anymore because actually not that good. I mean, that's Dean's view, not mine. I, I quite like Ice Age, although, again, I haven't seen it in a while. So maybe if I did rewatch it, I would be very unimpressed and just kind of feel like all the past memories of finding it funny were tarnished. I don't know. That's a weird one. Yeah, sorry for your loss of your favourite film of all time, Ice Age. I, I hope you find a new favourite film of all time that ages better. Hayley says, Do you remember when hating on Justin Bieber was, like, the funniest thing ever? Oh yeah, I remember, I remember. Now she says he's one of the biggest celebrities on the planet. Yep, yep. I remember when I was in year six or year seven, it was the thing to do, to take the mickey out of him. I just don't think anybody would do that anymore. The other thing I used to find really funny was Dan and Phil, the YouTubers. I was obsessed with them. I think my whole personality in year seven and eight was based on Dan and Phil. I literally got a side fringe to be more like them. I've not watched them in at least three years now. I got one of their YouTube videos as a recommendation a few weeks ago, and I watched a few like a few minutes of their old videos. I just didn't really get it. Maybe you have to be really into it to find it funny, but I don't anymore. Yes, I feel like Dan and Phil, I was never massively into them because I spent my, my teenage years just being a saddo and listening to the radio. But Dan and Phil, for me, they were like the epitome of that, like, oh my god, I'm so random raw XD phase of the internet. That is them. Like, they practically invented it. And I just, 
I sort of, you know, like I said, the Asda movie stuff, which very much comes from that same vein of humour. I did like at the time, but now I'm just like, nah, it's rubbish. I don't, I don't care. What's funny about being so random? It's not. But yeah, it's interesting that you mentioned this Justin Bieber thing, Haley, because I remember that so distinctly in like primary school, year six, when Justin Bieber was brand new, and all the girls were like, oh my god, Justin Bieber, and it was like such a boy thing to do to be like, oh, Justin Bieber, he's rubbish. Oh, he sings so badly. Oh, oh my ears. And, you know, it was really quite harsh. He was only, like, 16 at the time. <laughs> and everyone just hated on him for fun because... Well, I don't know why. He was a bit cheesy. Original Justin Bieber was a bit cheesy, though. Like, baby and one time and all that stuff. If you weren't around when Justin Bieber was, like, new and young, you won't remember. But he has not always been the kind of cool, credible artist that he is today. He used to have a really high-pitched voice and sing really cheesy songs about girls. That, that's old Bieber. But yeah, it's funny you mention that. That is a very entertaining message. Thank you, Haley. Josh says, I got Disney Plus last month. I thought I would try and rewatch some of my favourite TV shows from when I was younger. Favourite show ever used to be Phineas and Ferb. I found it so funny. Literally used to scream at the TV when Candice was trying to spoil their plans. They were my life. I wanted a duck-billed platypus as a pet really badly. I was like a proper personality based around this show i think i got halfway through one of the episodes since i got disney plus and i had to stop watching because you just couldn't bear the high pitched voices and how ridiculous it was yeah you see these things they're not as good when you go back to them although this does tie into another theory of mine if we've got time which is that people who grew up watching cbbc have a better sense of humor than people who grew up watching disney and i give you phineas and ferb as a classic example because like Josh said, he watched that recently and couldn't even sit through an episode it was really annoying. Whereas I, when I've watched old CBBC shows in the past, I've thought they've aged really well. I'll be like, wow, that's actually really genuinely funny. And I don't think you get that with Disney. So my theory is that people who watched CBBC growing up, and if you grew up in the UK, that is, had a better sense of humour than people that watched Disney. Just the way it is. It's true. And this confirms it. Hello to Benny as well. I feel like this is the second time this human being has been referenced on your show in the past few weeks. Uh, okay, you would know Benny because I feel like you hear more of it than I do. Which I appreciate, by the way. <laughs> that video of the woman throwing a cat into a bin. Okay. He says, I was all over that. I'd reference it the whole time when it happened. But now it's just, it's just animal cruelty, isn't it? The other video I used to find hilarious was that overweight boy on the roller coaster when his mum... And Nanny were laughing really loudly whilst he's basically falling out of the seat midair. To be honest, I do still find that quite funny, but at the time it was a genuine laugh. Okay, Benny, I'm I'm questioning your taste slightly. Not only because you do seem to listen religiously to this show, which arguably is is a, a inter- interesting choice. Again, one I appreciate. But also uh, the woman throwing in the cat in the bin. He says, "Now nah, it's just animal cruelty, isn't it?" I feel like it was also animal cruelty in 2010 when it originally happened. It, it's always been animal cruelty. It's just, you know, now it's now it's a meme because it was in the past. Um, but yeah, okay, that I'll take that one. And also, this 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 fat kid on a roller coaster laughing—that's mean. It's mean to laugh at fat people. Let them live. <laughs> but yeah, I'm I'm glad you've sort of grown out of the the laughing at an overweight child on a roller coaster because oh, that does feel a bit mean but <laughs> at the same time your message really made me laugh so thank you Benny as ever 
Wow, I feel like we've really learnt a lot about each other here and what we used to find funny in a past life and now I'm just a bit embarrassed about ever liking. Which is good, I'll remember all this for future in case it ever comes up again. So thanks very much. After the new Topic and A7S song, why my new trash TV obsession, Below Deck, has got a bit out of hand. First, why do you lie to me on Wizard Radio? An A7S who did that that really deep song they've got another one called why do you lie to me featuring Lil Baby and you're hearing it on Wizard Radio it's Alec Feldman good afternoon Ronnie Watts is on in a minute you know the other week I was talking about this show called Below Deck which is this like reality kind of TV show where they follow around this group of people who work on a massive super yacht and it's in the Mediterranean and they get guests who are always really rich and obnoxious and I've become a bit obsessed with it. I was telling you about that. I think it's got a bit out of hand. Um, obviously, you know, I quite like it. I was enjoying watching it. Because there's something just quite compelling about watching obnoxious rich people. And the people who have to serve them. And all the, like, interpersonal drama that's interrelated as well. It is good. I like it. The fact that it's set on a boat is, is quite novel, you know. It, it makes it stand out from all the... The other reality shows that are based in like a house or an island or a jungle, you know. This one, it's on a boat, yes please. But, um, I've sort of, I've got into a bit of a routine with it now. Where I kind of, of an afternoon, I'll have some lunch. And whilst I'm making my lunch, I'll Chromecast it to the TV and I'll put it on Netflix. And I'll watch an episode or two whilst I make lunch and I eat lunch. And then after two episodes, I'm like, okay, that's enough. You know, it's trash, but you can have that amount. That's your, like, daily allowance of trash reality TV. And I've sort of gotten to a little routine of that. And I'm not very pleased about that. But at the same time, I love the show, so what can I do? But then, um, on on Tuesday, my housemate, you know, you know the countryman? He's the man who is from a tiny, tiny village in the countryside who lives with me now, uh, he comes in. He lives slightly different hours to me. I'm having lunch at lunchtime, whereas he is having breakfast at lunchtime. That's fine. And he comes in, and he'll, he's got into his own little routine, where he'll, he'll come in, he'll make his coffee, he'll have a cinnamon bagel, he's very predictable. And he comes in on a Tuesday whilst I'm watching Below Deck. And he's like, hey, what is this? And I'm like, okay, so basically, and explain the show to him. And he's like, interesting and he sits down and he watches a bit with me and it gets the end of the first episode and he's like okay that was actually quite good and i was like do you want to watch another one he was like yeah go on then and he was really getting into it and honestly there were such good episodes to introduce him with because oh my god let me tell you there was so much drama there's a girl called cat on there she was in series one and series two and in series one she was a bit like a wild child and she was like arguing with everyone all the time and in series two she's calmed down a lot but then a supervisor from series one made a cameo appearance unexpectedly and oh there was so much drama everyone was unhappy with everyone she was being rude to the guests the guests like were friendly with this old supervisor oh so messy uh, I mean, I'm not here to tell you about the plot, but just to illustrate how good these episodes were that I was introducing the countryman with. And he really liked it. And then the next day, uh, he comes in. I'm not making lunch just yet. And he's like, hey, how about we, we watch some more episodes of that, that show on the yacht? And I was like, uh, yes, please. 
And so we did it again, another two episodes, but no more than two because that's 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 too dirty. And then and then on day three, he just comes in, he's like below deck, and I was like, you know it. And we watched another two. It's getting out of hand. It's now just a routine. We will watch this show, me and my housemate, on a daily basis, and it's so good, but it's so bad at the same time. And I I don't know. I just feel like need to get it under control. Although we're kind of going to have to soon because we're on season two episode 11 and there's only 12 episodes in season two and then netflix hasn't got any other season so we're gonna run out soon and then that's gonna be messy i don't know what's gonna happen after that but below deck it's just just got a little bit out of hand coming up next someone will be knocking on my door after ronnie watts and sad summer this is wizard radio someone's knocking at the door somebody's ringing the bell and welcome everybody to another edition of radio's only door-based game show. It's someone's knocking at your door. I am Alec Felsman. I am the host of this this game show, and I am the keeper of the door. I have a door. It's nice. It's big. It's made of plastic. It's got a little peephole on, and it's got no knocker, no doorbell. So to get my attention, people just have to literally get their fist and go bam, knock. And that's what I have a funny feeling someone might be doing any second now. Because it always happens at around 4 o'clock on a Saturday. People will just knock at my door. They'll show up completely uninvited. And I'm not, I'm not really cool with that. But here we are. It happens. And so I'll only let them in when they do show up uninvited. If one of you can guess who they are based on five yes or no questions. If someone gets it, then I'll, they can come in. We'll have a chat. I'll make them some tea. It'll be lovely. If nobody guesses it, then I'll send them away. They are gone. And so that's kind of how it works now. We just need to uh, see who's there. Aha! Uh-huh. You hear that? That right there is the door and someone knocking at it. What are the chances? So I'm just going to go over now and uh, just take, it, take a quick look. Who is it this week? Ah, okay. Yeah, I see them. I know who it is. They are knocking at the door, but who are they? James Gilmore has the questions. Hi. Hi. This is my worst part of the week. I just want you to know that I feel the pressure of the nation on me, and I always do an awful job. Some Um, might say that, yeah. Yeah. Okay, my first question. Not me. Is it a man or a woman? It's a man. Okay, um, so, man. Is the man... Is it very unlikely that this man would otherwise knock on your door? Um, yes, I'd say so. Is the man famous? Yes. Is he recently famous, or has he been famous for a long time? Oh, no, a long time. Okay. Rules out the guy he won who wants to be a millionaire last night. Um, and <laughs> my final question. Famous for a long time. Is he famous from TV? Amongst other things. Okay. That's my five questions. Ruined. Didn't you only ask five? 
before. No, man, unlikely he'd knock on your door. He's famous, has been for a long time, and is famous from TV, amongst other things. That's only four. Do you want another one? That's five. It's four. Man, one. One. Unlikely that the man would knock on your door. Two. Two. He's famous. Three. He's been famous for a long time. Four. And he's really? famous from TV, amongst other things. Five. Was famous and famous for a long time two different questions? I'll ask you another one. Go um, on. Is he over the age of 40? Um. Let me just double check. I think so, yes. Okay. So it's not Ollie Mars. Yes, 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 he is. Okay, good to know. And those are your five five clues. Mm-hmm. You've got a man. It's unlikely they'd ever knock at my door. They've been famous for a long old time. They're famous from TV, amongst other things. And they are older than 40. I don't think I'm going to give you a bonus clue this week. I'm just going to give you that to go on and see where you end up. So who is knocking at my door? Those are your clues. If you have a guess, send it to me right now. 07807 183 538 is the text number you can phone me is no you know no you can't don't phone me <laughs> you can email me station at wizardradio.co.uk please don't phone me or on social media we are at wizardradio who's knocking at the door a man it's unlikely they'd normally knock at my door outside of this radio game show they've been famous for a long time they're mainly famous from tv amongst other things though and they are older than 40 any ideas let me know right now and we'll find out just before five o'clock on wizard radio Coming up after four o'clock, we have um, a game called Play Your Complaints Right plus Festival of Brexit, a new personality theory, and I'm going to play the Amazons, and BTS is on Wizard Radio next after we get all your latest news at a minute past four. I, the voiceover guy, have been paid a small one-off fee to let you know that you're listening to Alec Feldman on Wizard Radio. The first song I played on Wizard Radio three years and two days ago, this is Amazons and Junk Food Forever. What a song. Love the riffs. It's just good. And before that, BTS, Dynamite Equally, what a song. It's Alec Feldman here. Conan Gray and Miley Cyrus coming up soon. Now, though, have you seen this week that it's all been kicking off because uh, dance group Diversity performed on Britain's Got Talent and they did a dance routine and it was a really nice sort of depiction of police brutality and Black Lives Matter and why it's such an important message and the experiences of black people historically and all this kind of like moving important stuff and it was really good, really powerful and it was amazing and because of that 15,000 racist gammon have complained about it to Ofcom. They're like the government body that basically regulate the media. People have complained about it. 15,000 of them because they're like, oh, but, but all lives matter. You know, that kind of that kind of rubbish. And it's got a lot of complaints, which would probably make it one of the most complained about things ever to happen on, on the TV in the UK. And I've done some research, actually, and I've found some other shows that have just been massively complained about over the years because for some reason people just love complaining i think it's just because they have nothing better to do really and so they love making a complaint and so this this diversity performance got 15,000 complaints which is ridiculous 
And so I've just put together a little, a very simple, higher or lower game. It's like, play your cards right, but with complaints. So it's, play your complaints right. I know. How do I think of these things? My brain amazes even me. And so to play, we have... Someone's knocking at your door, question asker, weatherman, newsman, producer extraordinaire is James Gilmore. Ah, oh, hello. I was waiting for the, for the what's it called? The, bu- the bucket to drop? The penny? The penny to drop where I was going to realise that I was meant to be on air for this section. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, I did forget to tell you, but would you like to play a game? I would love to, and I've been listening intently so I know all the rules. That's good. You just have to tell me whether... This TV incident got more or less complaints than the previous incident on the TV. Okay. So we're starting off with this diversity performance that got 15,000 complaints. Yeah. And from that, let's go to a documentary made by Channel 4 about what would have happened if UKIP won the 2015 general election. So we've got a clip of that here. Okay. Or the trailer. Welcome back to general election 2015. Imagine a future. And the winner is UKIP. UKIP. In which UKIP come to power. Oh, God. Okay. I don't think anybody wanted that documentary. But do I think it got more or less than... How many was it? 15,000? About 15,000, yeah. I think less. You would be correct to say yes, because as much as, you know, the left like to complain about things, racists like to complain about things more. So Diversity's performance got 15,000 complaints. This UKIP, the first 100 days documentary, well, not documentary, you know, drama, only got 6,187. So it was lower, you are correct. Great. Next, higher or lower? This clip of Kay Burley on Sky News interviewing the chief executive of a roller coaster company when there was a big accident in one of their theme parks. Wait, is this um, higher lower than 6,000? Um, yes, then there is a clip, I believe. Uh, yes. Okay, cool. Here it is. Has somebody lost a limb on that ride? I, I'm not going to comment on any, any of those press speculations. All I can tell you is that we are deeply sorry for the accident that happened. Sir, it's sir, the first sir, I'm sure happened. they're not interested in your sympathy at this stage. Oh, okay. I think that's less than 6,000. You think? How come? Because I don't, I don't think that was that bad. I mean, Kay Burley is a feisty journalist. You know, she does, she, she, she you know, pulls the trickle when she feels it's necessary. Um, and that is just classic Kay Burley. It is classic Kay Burley. And that interview of her and the boss of Alton Towers attracted 1,838 complaints. So once again, it is lower. You know, fun fact, my next door neighbour works with Kay Burley. Wow. Yeah. So there and we go. What's she like in real life? What's the tea on Kay Burley? I don't know. I couldn't even tell you the tea on my next door neighbour. That's the only thing I know about her. So. Oh, Okay. Well, that's a fairly good fact. Let's go next to Big Brother. And a few years ago, I think this was Celebrity Big Brother, if we if we use that in sort of inverted term. Yeah, 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 yeah. So someone called Roxanne Pallet said someone called Ryan Thomas punched her. But apparently when they reviewed the footage, he actually didn't. And it was all very dramatic. And here's what happened, I think, when they sort of confirmed that he didn't actually punch her. Listen to me. It's not don't be silly. I all know. I all know. Okay. 
Um, so did Punchgate get more or less complaints than Kay Burley's 1,838? I think more. How many more? If you were to guess a number, that's not a part of the game. This is just for my own entertainment. So more than 1,000... Mm, four thousand. Four. Th- okay. I mean, it's it's a good guess, but it's not right. Did it Weirdly, get more? Much more. This was one of the most complained about things ever. Twenty-five thousand three hundred twenty-seven. That's more than diversity. That is mad. It Damn. is. That is mad. Okay. Let's let's go next to Channel Four again. And it's the news this time with Jon Snow. It has been the most extraordinary day. A day which has seen... I've never seen so many white people in one place. Okay, go. I mean... So once again, once again, Jon Snow just angering the gammon. The gammon complaining. But did that get more or less complaints than the Big Brother Punchgate incident? I mean, I think that got a lot of complaints, but... But less than the Big Brother punch incident. Big Brother did get a lot, so you are correct to go less. It got 2,717 for Jon Snow saying, I've never seen so many white people. The problem is, this is not representative because British people just love to complain. Yeah, it's a national pastime, I suppose. It's complaining and queuing. They're the two things. It's what we do. It's our thing. It is. All All right, right, I've got got one one more more. for you. Great. This is from Loose Women, and again, it's relating to Celebrity Big Brother, but it's like after the fact. So it's Coley Nolan and Kim Woodburn, I think off of like oh, cleaning houses on the telly. Yeah. And, and they um, were having a fight. I'm a celebrity, get me out of here. Okay. Don't go by what you see on television, a demure person. No, please do, because please that's what we live because with for three weeks. I lose my temper, but I've got a good heart and soul. Well, she sits there. Okay, she's you've hard as nails. You've had your Don't fight. do it, folks. You've Don't had do it. Your Don't do it. You. She's a con artist. Okay, I think this has probably got the most. Do you? Yeah, How many I are you think, guessing? I think like more than twenty-five thousand. Wow. I think, I mean, Loose Women is is daytime. You've got mm-hmm. all the mums watching. I think we could go easy 30,000 plus. Damn. I mean, that would be a lot of complaints. But then again, this was very dramatic. It was. Very. But actually, it was much less. It was higher, yes, but it wasn't higher than 30,000. It got 8,002, but you did say higher, so I guess I'll give you that. Yeah. Thank you. Well, I did so, quite well. This is actually a did. game that I can play. This is rare, but you actually got four out of five there. Wonderful. Wait, what did I get wrong? You got um, the the um, Big Brother one wrong. You're right, I did. Okay, fair enough. But thank well, you very much go. for playing. My pleasure. That was Play Your Complaints Right on Wizard Radio. And now here's Conan Gray and Heather. It's Wizard Radio, Conan Gray... Heather, it's Alec Feldman, hi. I was reading earlier that in 2022, they want to hold a festival of Brexit. I'd sort of forgotten about Brexit in amongst all the massive global pandemic stuff. 
but no, it's it's still happening. We're still going to have no deal at the end of the year. We have actually technically left the EU. I forgot about that. That's sad, man. But but the festival of Brexit. It was first suggested in 2018. I think Theresa May was like, yeah, let's do this. And at the time, a lot of people probably went, <laughs> what a terrible idea. Let's let's not do this. But apparently, it is actually happening. I was reading about it earlier. And the idea is that you can bring Leavers and Remainers together, heal the divisions that apparently can play a, a powerful role in healing the UK, according to one of the organisers, who are spending, by the way, £120 million on this. And they want it to be like the Olympics opening ceremony. Um, okay. Uh, good, good. That, that'll be something nice to look forward to. And, you know, they just want to move us forward, help everyone understand each other, bring about peace and harmony and reconciliation and they want everyone to help out and join in and have lots of talent and science and culture and arts and all that kind of stuff to bring the country back together. Now this sounds terrible. I'm already hating the idea and I have no idea what it's going to entail. But, but you know, I suppose in the interest of unity and reconciliation i should at least try and come up with some some nice suggestions that'll help bring everyone back together so maybe what does everyone like who does everyone like that we can all we can all enjoy singing along with actually no 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 scratch that who does everyone hate that we can all we can all come together in mockery of i think that's that's more like it i don't know can we get like mrs brown's boys she could she could perform um Rick Astley. Does anybody like Rick Astley? I don't. We could, you could get him to sing "Never Gonna Give You Up," "Never Gonna Give EU Up." Maybe I don't know. Um, maybe a massive, massive circle. A circle of everyone. So everyone stands at the edge of the country. You have to be careful not to fall off. And everybody holds hands, and we sing "Kumbaya," and it's really emotional and really nice. And then we can all we can all be friends again. Yeah, yeah, that'd be really nice actually for the festival of Brexit. What else? Who can headline? What what unifying figure could headline that everyone, everyone would just be like, nah, please, please go away. I don't know. It's a tough one. Any volunteers to be the headline act of the Festival of Brexit? Anyone? Boris? Trump? I don't know. They still have their fans. Oh, no, I, I genuinely can't think of one person that could unite the UK and dislike. So I think... I think this festival of Brexit is doomed, doomed before it's even started. But you know, good, good luck to them. We'll we'll see where we're at in 2022 and and how together we all are. But maybe I tell you what, if we're lucky, coronavirus will still be happening by then, so it'll be cancelled. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. It'll be okay. Right, I really like this song, Miley Cyrus, Midnight Sky on Wizard Radio. And next, I've got a new theory about personalities for you. How good is that? It's Miley Cyrus and Midnight Sky. Wizard Radio with Alec Feldman, hi. Joel Corey playing soon and Tate McRae as well. We'll find out who was knocking at the door before 4 o'clock. Now though, let's talk again for the second time today about Below Deck. If you weren't listening before 4 o'clock, it's just it's this show, I'm a bit obsessed with it. It's like reality and it's trash and it follows these people who work on a super yacht and they like tend to the every need of obnoxious rich people and then at the end it's like oh what did they tip what's the tip and sometimes it's a really good tip and sometimes it's a really bad tip there's a really grumpy captain called lee who reminds me a bit of like alan sugar but 
American and on a boat. Oh man, it is so good and so addictive, even though it is trash. But I'm enjoying it anyway. We've talked enough about Below Deck today, but I do have a new theory about how you can sort of categorize personalities. And it's not one I've come up with. It is one I have stolen from the show Below Deck. And so I, I need to give credit where it's due here. This has given me a completely new way of looking at the world. It's called font theory. And basically, it just says that you can describe a person's personality by saying what font they are. Listen to this. this clip which will play for you any second now of someone in the show below deck kind of complaining about their colleagues you know everybody's personality is different everybody has their own kind of font i times new roman it's classic it's the traditional standard it's assertive it's professional amy it's comic sans it's cheerful it's casual nobody really takes it too seriously and just like that, it's like the almost the ultimate put down. She's like, yeah, you're so time. You start. What did she say? You're so comic sans. She just she's just so comic sans. And you know everybody knows what that means. A bit childish, not taken seriously. And just boom, it's such a good put down. And the more you think about it, the more I feel like this does this does work. You can just call someone a font. You could, and that's just them. It is their personality. Everyone has a font that kind of they relate to for her she said hers was times new roman i think i'm i could be a bit of an impact i think a bit a bit in your face but also it, it is it is still a functional font you can use it for things you know actually i don't know I d i'm not sure if i'm in your face enough to be impact actually maybe i don't know i like jill sands jill sands is good it's functional has a bit of character and it's the one they use on bbc news i think you know i'll take either of those impact jill sands they're all good fonts and so this is just a completely new way of seeing the world now i'll look at someone and if they're a bit boring i'll just be like oh my god why are you so aerial i mean not to their face but you know in my head i'll be like oh yeah they are such an aerial person or if there's there's someone who's a bit i don't know just a bit crazy and we're like hey you're you're so wingdings and it works everybody has a font that matches their personality and i think this is such a fantastic way of viewing the world and there must be kind of other ways that you'd never think to use as a way to describe people but actually is really effective obviously you've got this font theory where everyone's personality and character matches up with the font but what else what am i missing out on i don't know I guess traditionally, you'd call, if someone's really kind of dull and uninteresting, you'd be like, oh, they're so vanilla. And that's like an ice cream flavor. So I suppose you can, you know, separate different types of people in the world using ice cream flavors. But what else? Fonts, ice cream flavors, uh, I don't know, crisp types. What other ways can you describe a person's personality that I just never have thought of? Do you have any suggestions? I don't know if anybody will. Maybe this is such an odd question that... Uh, I mean, maybe I'll get zero messages, but, you know, have a go, think about it. If We've had fonts, we've had ice creams. How else could you categorise personalities? What other 
of comparisons are there to be made? If you have a suggestion for me so we can, I don't know, view the world through a completely new lens, just send me a message now, 07807 183 538, or send me an email, station at wizardradio.co.uk. Joel Corey and M&EK playing in the second. First, I've done some research into Joel Corey. Yes, I have. Uh, some very accurate research, actually, I'll have you know. All verified, all cited, and I've condensed it into just 60 seconds. So here is my 60-second guide to Joel Corey right now. Alex, totally accurate, definitely not made up 60-second guide. Joel Corey's yet another boy who's decided to try their hand at becoming a DJ. He started when he was in year 9 and he bought some unnecessarily expensive DJ decks so he could badly mix songs at house parties and he wasn't very good. But nobody had the, the head and heart to tell him, so he just kind of got on with it. No one else had a sound system either. Well, after a few years of practice though, he started to get actually good so that by sixth form he was in high demand and people were actually paying him to show up. He started playing every Sunday night at Prism in Nottingham whilst he was at uni there. And from then on he started making his own tracks. He was actually unsuccessful until he came up with the idea of writing a song that rhymed with his name. And from there, Sorry was conceived. We could have had Curry, Lolly, or Joel Corey and Nadine Dorries. Uh, but having finally written a global mega hit, Joel was free to make songs that didn't rhyme with his name. Like this one, Head and Heart, and that is Joel Corey in 60 seconds. Alec Feldman on Wizard Radio. Come and join the fun from a safe distance. You broke me first on Wizard Radio, Joel Corey and Head and Heart. Before that with M&EK, Alec Feldman here. On the way, how about some vamps and doja cat as well and someone's looking at your door we'll find out who it was soon i was watching below deck this week which is kind of all i've done all week because i'm obsessed with it and one of the characters really made me think about the world in an entirely new light because um because they described a person's personality using fonts they said i'm times new roman but this person oh man this person they're comic stands and to me that was just such an incredible way of thinking about things and i was really really amazed it changed everything for me and so what i wanted i guess was just other ways that will just change the world ways you can describe people's personalities that i just never would have thought about like fonts or like i don't know but i guess you could do ice cream flavors as well but what else could you use jade says i always think the way someone eats fruit is a good example of their personality example i think i'll need one people who eat an apple by biting into it versus people who cut into it that is a personality type if you're an apple biter or an apple cutter as well um apple biters they're more out there they're extrovert they're not concerned with people seeing them being a bit ruthless um People who are maybe more aggressive, they have fewer cares in the world. Whereas people who cut up apples, they're cautious, they're careful, they're a bit timid, less confident. Yeah, you know what? I can totally see that. I I think that makes sense. I can relate. I think when I was younger and, you know, maybe a bit more awkward and insecure, I was an apple cutter. Now, I'm an apple biter. Yes, maybe I had braces at the time and I wasn't allowed to bite into apples, but, but that's where we're at. I really like that joke. That is an excellent idea. I'm gonna I'm gonna start thinking about people now when I meet them I'll be like hmm are you an apple biter or are you an apple cutter I don't know Kelly loves the sound of this font theory I'm always looking for new ways to judge people and sum them up they say I think there's a type of person 
who's like a Mrs. Brown's Boys Little Britain type of person. BBC watchers, who like what I would call national comedy. Very UK specific. They would never move to another country. They're very focused on the UK. Then there are people who don't watch either of those shows. And those are my type of people. Just normal people with a decent sense of humour. Kelly, I feel personally attacked here. How very dare you. The BBC makes very good comedy. And I would not necessarily include either of those shows in that. But it does. And UK comedy is just better than other comedy. I uh, no, that's touched a nerve with me. I feel really like got at. I feel attacked. I'm a I'm a BBC person, and there's there's nothing wrong with that, is there? Oh, I don't know. Thanks, thanks for that. I'm just, just questioning everything now. And Harry as well says I've cracked the system. You can describe a person based on what apps they have in the tray of their iPhone. You know, like the bit at the bottom of your home screen. So, he's given some examples to help me kind of get my head around this. If you're a mail, messages, phone, safari person, you're the sort of person who follows the trends. You don't spend too much time customising things or being your own person. You just follow the way everyone else does it. If you're a WhatsApp, messages, phone, Spotify or Apple Music person, you're a social butterfly who craves human contact. Then you have the text, Candy Crush or other game, Spotify or Apple Music, WhatsApp person, I have no time for you. You can't be taken seriously and you turn up late to everything. Wow. Why? What is it about that sequence of like messages, games, music, messages? Is it just saying like they're always on their phone, they're never engaged in the real world? And that's why those apps are in their tray. I don't know. But either way, Harry just doesn't trust them. Late for everything. I love this one especially. Okay, shall I tell you? I haven't got an iPhone. I've got an Android phone, which again is another way you could probably divide the world up. My tray, we've got... Oh, actually, that's not how I remember. In my tray, I've got phone messages, Chrome photos, camera, which is exactly how it came. I thought I had WhatsApp in there. I used to have WhatsApp in there, and at some point in the past, I must have changed that. Okay, wow. Well, what does that make me? I'm a trend follower. I don't customise things. I'm not my own person. That's what I've learned from Harry's system. Wow, okay. So from this new classification system, we've learnt that I'm, as a font, probably Impact or maybe Jill Sands. I bite into Apple, so I'm confident. I like BBC comedy, so I'm I'm not a person Kelly has any interest in. And I've left my phone tray as it is, which means I'm a trend follower. Wow, okay. Not quite what I was expecting, but a useful way of viewing the world, I think. Thank you very much. This is sort of helpful, I think. Right, shall we find out who's knocking at the door and someone's knocking at your door? Yeah, let's do it. After Dixie Amelia, Lil Mosey and Black Bear, this is Be Happy On. Someone's knocking at the door. Somebody's ringing the bell. Welcome back. This is part two of radio's only door-based game show, the only game show on radio inspired by the People's Postcode Lottery. It's Someone's Looking At Your Door. My name is Alec Feldman. And just before four o'clock, a mystery hand, a mystery fist, if you will, knocked at my door. I wasn't expecting them. I hadn't invited them. They just showed up, which is very rude. The only circumstances under which they'll be allowed into my house this afternoon is if one of you has guessed their identity. And if not, they ain't coming in. I'm sending them away. I don't care that they've come a long way. I, I'm not interested. They weren't invited. They're not coming in. 
I'll give you some clues, though, to help you guess. The clues this week, they are a man. A man who is quite unlikely to normally knock at my door any other day. They've been famous for quite a long time for being on the TV, amongst other things, and they are older than 40 years old. So has anyone got any guesses for who that might be? We've got Danny. Danny says, I don't know why I think it could be this person, but is it Rowan Atkinson, a.k.a. Mr. Bean? I haven't heard his name in so long. It'd be quite a nice surprise, you know, change of scenery if he did just randomly show up at your door. Also, why would it be him? I don't know. But that makes me think it would be him, says Danny, because of the clues. One of the clues is that it's unlikely this person would knock at your door. And who is less likely than Rowan Atkinson? Who indeed? Danny says he's also been famous forever, so he ticks that box. Yeah, I really like this suggestion. I love Rowan Atkinson. I think he's great. He's really funny. Who doesn't like Mr. B? But has he shown up at my door? No. No, he hasn't, actually. That's, that's disappointing. Hmm. No, but hopefully he will in future. A very nice guess, Danny, but sadly incorrect. Thanks for playing. Matt says, I think James left an Easter egg in the questions. And by the way, I know you say he doesn't know the answers, but I think you're lying. Uh, excuse me, I am no liar, Matthew. That is not how I roll. I give you the truth and nothing but the truth. You know, uh, imagine if I just made up that these people were knocking on my door every week. I'd never do that. No, he actually doesn't know. But Matt says, is it Jeremy Clarkson? James said it wasn't the person who won who wants to be a millionaire, but Jeremy Clarkson didn't win it. He hosts it. And he's been famous for a long time, is really old, and is a man. He also isn't just famous from TV, but also from being a guy who drives cars and has books and punched a man over a stake and stuff like that. Um, I added in that last bit about punching someone over a stake. Um, it's not Jeremy Clarkson. I like that you're looking for these little clues here, Matt. I do, but we're not that clever. We're really not. I don't know how many times I have to say this. We're not clever enough to leave little hints for you like that. It is what it is. What you see is what you get. James actually doesn't know the answer. And so, maybe he did lead you down that who wants to be a millionaire path, but he has led you astray. It is not Jeremy Clarkson. Thank you for playing that. Ellie says, um, Is Russell Brand knocking at your door? He is a famous man who's been famous for a long time, and he's not just famous from TV and films, but also stand-up comedy, his podcast. He's done quite a lot of things, including breaking Katy Perry's heart. And, most of all, he's over 40. By five whole years, according to the internet. I can also kind of imagine you interviewing him. I think that would be quite funny. It would, let me tell you. When I was, like, 16, watching YouTube videos of Tin Pot Revolutionary, Russell Brand, I was just like, Yeah! Yeah, Russell, what a great point! Yeah, well done! Um, not quite me where I'm at politically anymore, but I do I have a bit of time for Russell Brand. He's a bit weird, but I think he's got some interesting things to say. So I would quite like him to knock at the door. But he's not here at the moment. Um, with or without Katy Perry, which is a shame. Nice guess, though. And Callum, as well, has been on saying, I know he's knocking at your door. Is it Banksy, a.k.a. Neil Buchanan, from the TV show Art Attack? You spoke about this on the show last week. People think the guy from Art Attack is actually Banksy, because Banksy always show up wherever he tours with his band. It would be very Alec if it was Neil Buchanan, Callum said. And also, if he is Banksy, he can't just be famous for TV. But also, you know, some of the most famous art installations ever. That is correct. Imagine if it was Banksy knocking at the door. Slash Neil Buchanan. Maybe he's kind of angry because I know on the show last week, I did unmask his identity as Neil Buchanan. And, you know, got an artist on to confirm it. 
which is probably why he is here, because Callum, you are absolutely right. Neil Buchanan slash Banksy is knocking at my door right now. He's wearing the red jumper that says Art Attack on it. Congratulations, Callum. You are the winner. You don't get a prize, but you do get to hear the interview with Banksy that's happening right now. Banksy, Neil, come in, come in. Come in. Um, what, 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 um, how's, where do I even stop? Are you Banksy? Are you back? Oh, my, before you answer anything, sorry, I've just seen the time. Oh, this is really annoying. I've actually got to end the show now. We've run out of time. So I can't interview Neil Buchanan about being Banksy. Oh, disappointment, but never mind. We'll pick this up another time. Thank you very much for listening today. Thank you for knocking on my door, Neil slash Banksy. And I will see you next week. Oh, and thank you for the last three years as well. It's been really appreciated. Had a great time. Let's let's do some more next week. See you at three on Saturday. And Jay, uh, Mars Mikulski is up next after after this from Doja Cat. There goes another episode of Alec Feldman, the podcast. Wasn't that some great content? Come back next week for more audio-based fun. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.